Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, let's get the inside scoop on the Celtics. It's scout time. Brian Scalabrini on Marloni, Fourier, and Mego. Brought to you by Shaw's. Perfecting the art of fresh. By John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow. And by the hair doctor of Brian Scalabrini, Dr. Matthew Lepresti. At 1-800-GET-HAIR. All right, Brian Scalabrini joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Scal, two to two, man. Best of three. Oh, Jesus. I know what I really like. I like your analysis of Giannis trying to get to Jalen Brown and get away from Marcus Smart as fast as he possibly can. Um, it's going to be an awesome game. Vibe should be an awesome environment tonight. So let me ask you about that. I'll start with that right there because obviously that's the matchup they want. Do you do you think the Celtics kind of give up and switch too easily at times rather than trying to fight through it and keep somebody on them? Um. Well, yes and no, right? Like, you you don't want to compromise everything, but there will be points in the fourth quarter where I thought that. But I'm okay, you know, like, you know, trusting your game plan. When I, I'm more of, a, of the belief that Jalen Brown's got to do a better job on Giannis. Like, he's big, he's strong. Sometimes you've got to go to the film, you've got to watch, you've got to decide, like, how you are going to stop him. But you can see it. Giannis doesn't want anything to do with Marcus Smart. The underrated factor of that last game and Al Horford's ability to play the way he did was Marcus Smart covering Giannis. That was uh, like a silent thing that happened in the game that no one's talking about, but it allowed the Celtics to go small. It allowed Jason Tatum now to have some space, but it all comes down to how great of a job Marcus Smart did on Giannis. So when you, so you mentioned going small. Mego brought this up uh, a couple times. I felt like there was something going on with Grant Williams. I felt like he got, got in trouble. Like in the in, in game four, like they take a timeout, he goes out on the court. Grayson Allen shoots a three. They call another timeout. Next, you know, Grant Williams doesn't see the floor again. Is that just a situation where he just won't play, or was it more of a okay? I can't trust you right now. Yeah, he, let me just. I'm being honest, and I love Grant, and I've I've i told you guys when you guys asked me to pick three stars from the Brooklyn series, I went Al Grant and Tatum. But he And he's been good in the series, but he was awful that game. Unplayable. Same thing with Tice. And that's what makes the Al Horford uh, game so much more remarkable. The fact that he had one-day rest. The fact that the other bigs were not helping him out. The fact that he had all that responsibility and he was able to do that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think today, you, if Rob's out, you have to trust Grant Williams. That Grant Williams has to play. 
he has to play better than he did in game four. And if he doesn't, that's just more pressure on Al Horford defensively, rebounding the ball, the size, the physicality of the Bucks. But I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Ime goes with Grant at the five for some stretches and, and like, you know, just has one big out there, whether it be Grant or Al Horford, because I'm also looking at Daniel Tice and maybe the physicality in this series might be a little bit too much for him as well. You brought up Rob there, and he's still listed right now as questionable for the game tonight. Uh, We at least don't know yet what the status is, whether he'll be in or not. Uh, Do you have any insight as to what's happening with that knee? Because Ime Odoka sounded so confident when he was out in game four saying that he would be back uh, sooner rather than later. Have you heard anything from the Celtics camp just about what's happening with that injury and what's kind of holding him back there? No, not at all. You know, and the only thing that I'm, like, concerned about is, like, in my world, and I get it, like, it's different now, but guys don't miss playoff games for knee soreness, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit uh, apprehensive to say, ah, it's just knee soreness. He'll be back. So I don't actually – I don't have any inside information, but I would um, – I'd be surprised, I guess, to say that he's going to come back after just – you know, like the knee was sore and now it's not sore or like if there's something else going on. So I, I'm just saying it, it perked my ears up for a playoff game for a guy to miss time with knee soreness. But hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully he's back and he's playing because I know that the Celtics won that game, but it took like a, like a quote-unquote miracle for that to happen in game five. All right, we're talking to Brian Scal- talking to Brian Scalabrini. And Scal, obviously two and two, so the two wins, right? You had a Jalen Brown game and an Al Horford game. And, and Tatum finished that thing off in that fourth quarter. He's fantastic, those two minutes, whatever it was, ten points. But is this are you sort of looking for this all-around Jason Tatum game here tonight, or is this something that the Bucks are doing that just won't allow that to happen? Well, I like the fact of Celtics going small and playing a more up tempo style. I don't, you guys, I don't know if you guys listen to me on the broadcast or throughout the years. Like, I like when the, when the Celtics play fast and the ball moves around and they play with some pace and space. And small lineups tend to do that. Now, you do give up something on the other end. But if Marcus Smart and can guard Giannis the way that he did, and you can be a little bit smaller, which is going to open up the floor for Jason Tatum. Usually, superstars don't get games named after them. They're always like Kelly Olynyk, you know, uh, the the Jalen Brown game where he just came out, Al Horford game. But, you know, I I do think that Jason Tatum will have a huge night tonight because I I do believe that the Celtics will choose to go small and open up the floor for him to have more space to work. But it's hard for him to get space to work when – you know, you got when the when the paint is crowded with Brooke Lopez down there. So, so if that is the case, if you think he's going to have a huge game, like how important is it for him to start off, like making shots, like you know, getting that confidence early? I I don't think so. I think it's more important for him to get to the paint aggressively and make the right basketball play. That could be kicking the ball out. That could be facilitating. Like I don't. I I think the formula for the Celtics kind of looks like this, and this is obviously like a thirty thousand foot view of them. Jalen Brown comes out, gets some easy buckets in transition, has had a great aggressive first quarter. Jason Tatum is coming out, hitting the paint aggressively, distributing the ball, maybe a couple catch and shoots here and there. And uh, when he early subs and then comes back into the game, Jalen Brown goes to the bench, Tatum goes to another level, gets kind of gets his rhythm in the game, has a huge, you know, third and and uh and then kind of carries the team to the fourth. So I don't I I never take the temperature of the Celtics based off Jason Tatum making shots 
in the first quarter, but I do like him attacking, getting to the free throw line, getting to the paint, and making plays for people. I feel like when that happens, it's going to be a good night for the Celtics. Some other guys who have been uh, steady role players in the net series, uh, and we saw, like, for example, Derek White bounce out kind of in a big way in the last game. Peyton Pritchard, towards the end of that net series, he took off. Do you have any predictions for who that might be tonight? You mentioned that Jalen Brown getting those early buckets, but who coming off the bench do you think will really be the one to kind of light the match for the fuse for this team? Well, the funny thing about Derek White is they're like leaving him alone. Whether he has the ball in transition or he's driving to the basket, they're not putting any extra focus on Derek White. So he can really take advantage of that. But today, like my star off the bench is going to be Peyton Pritchard. I I feel like the Celtics will go small. I feel like that means Peyton Pritchard has to play. I feel like Peyton Pritchard has has done enough where it's like he's ready for a breakout game. You know, I would – if he makes two threes and gets a two, that's you're talking that's, that's eight points, maybe a free throw. He could be a double-figure scorer. could also end up with 18. But I feel like he's going to be the guy today coming off the bench, you know, giving that spark. Because to me, it's always about where you put your energy and emphasis. The Bucks now might mention Derek White in the scouting report. Guys, when he turns the corner, we got to react to him. That's just going to leave somebody else open. It's not going to be Jason Tatum, right? It's probably not going to be a Jalen Brown. So it's probably Smart or and or Pritchard. So I do look for some other guys, you know, to have big nights. But I'm my eyes are on Peyton Pritchard having a good night tonight. Well, you, I always use this term. We got to feel him, right? We got to feel that his presence out there. It can't just be another guy out there running up and down the floor just filling the spot. Today, I think you're watching the game. And you're going to be like, yeah, we felt Peyton Pritchard in his. 15 to 16 minutes out there. All right, we're talking to Brian Scalabrini. And, Scal, I know you got a lot of respect for this Bucks team. You've talked about them, you know, how important it was to get home court. And, and even with home court, you weren't sure if they could beat them. After four games, I look at the Celtics' issues more self-inflicted offensively, turnovers, creating fast breaks. And if the complementary pieces around Giannis are going to maybe not play the way they should or what you expect, I think the Celtics are the better team. What, what do you see after four games right now in this matchup? All right, so... You guys have heard all these answers from me being a Celtics uh, analyst, right? Let me put on my Bucks cap real quick, right? And I have no problem. I'm not, like, calling out the stars, but a lot of people, they, they always point the finger at role players and say role players aren't very good. What, and I, I'm watching Giannis, and Giannis is, is having, you know, great numbers, and he's having great games. But I feel like Giannis is doing too much where he could, he could probably get other people involved. Dribble handoffs, get other guys going to the paint. I wouldn't play George Hill. I'd play Javon Carter. He has a quicker release on his jumper, which that's the type of guy that the Bucks need. Obviously, they're missing Middleton. and um, But I just feel like their superstars are doing too much. And sometimes you could take your foot off the gas and get more from your team. I And, I listen, this is a – this is a, an odd take because, you know, most people, like, destroy the Bucks' role players and say Giannis is the greatest thing ever. And I do believe that Giannis is the best player. You know, like, I, maybe I would take him over any player in the playoffs. But I think he's doing too much offensively. I think he could come down, get other people involved. I think with the mentality of, like, I can hit some singles, I think I could end up, if I was Giannis and I'm the, the Bucks analyst, by Giannis hitting singles – it could kind of wear down the Celtics a little bit. Everything he does to me 
is all big and grandioso. Like I'm Euro stepping, I'm getting around people, I'm trying to dunk on people. There's an element to his game, the simplicity to his game that I think he's missing. And he does that with Chris Middleton and he's not necessarily letting the game come to him. He's aggressively going after it. So I commend that from a lot of stars, but I really feel like for the Bucks to win this series or even have a chance to win this game, Giannis has to figure out a way to get more out of his guys, and sometimes that's taking your foot off the gas a little bit. All right, Scott, last one for me. Are we talking to you next week? Are the Celtics winning this best of three series now? Did the Celtics move on, in your opinion? Man, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yeah because I do think this is going to go to game seven. Like The Bucks are not going to lay down. Giannis figures things out. So I think we will be talking about like this grueling series that we're into, probably the Miami Heat. Celtics figure it out, but it's going to take a magical effort from the Garden on Game 7 on Sunday. I, I don't think they close out in Milwaukee. All right, be safe on the concourse. It looks a little crazy there after the game, so enjoy it. Enjoy it, man. Right. Appreciate you talking. All right. That's Brian Scalabrini. He's brought to you by Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh. John Sewer's drain cleaning, uh, and the name to know when your drains don't flow. And by the hair doctor of Brian Scalabrini, that'd be Dr. Matthew Lepresti, and give him a call at 1-800-GET-HAIR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.